but it's gonna be my first time. This is John Young with the Distracting News and Distracting News TV with our Tuesday Tip of the Week. And this week's tip is all about getting ready to do your first wedding or getting ready to do your first weddings. If you've been doing some events where you've you know, gone and you've been doing graduation and birthday parties, what have you, and you've been thinking, gosh, I could get into the wedding world, but I'm a little concerned about it, this is a tip for you. Now, if you've been doing weddings like myself for a lot of years, there's probably not a lot of good information that's going to help you here. But what I'm asking you guys to do is to go and share, you know, hear what I talk about here and then share some of your tips on things people need to know before they're doing their first wedding so that we can help that next generation of DJs become just a little bit better when they go take the field because we all know what it was like the very first time we went out and did a wedding because back in the 90s, no one would share any information. That's just a bad time for us with that first wedding. So we're hopefully going to make this a lot easier for the next generation of DJs. So let's get into our tips for getting into your first wedding. The first one is to do your homework before you start. Now, most of you have been doing some DJ things, whether it's been in the, you know, in the bedroom type setting where you've been doing that or you've been out and actually doing some small events. But when you get into weddings, there's more things. You need to know the names of the important people involved, the parents, the couple that is involved, some of the wedding party. And you don't have to know them by name as far as be able to recognize them and say, oh, that's you know our, our third groomsman. You need to know who they are, their names, and you to be able to pronounce their names properly. So go through, make sure you know who they are. You wanna make sure that you know who the bride and groom are by name, of course, because you're gonna to refer to them by name throughout the night, and also have the idea of, of who the parents are, so that way when you see them, you can hopefully put the names that you've been memorizing to the faces, so that way you can refer to them throughout the night by name, rather than, you know, father of the groom, can you come here? Father of the groom, no, know the names. Then you want to know the times that are going to be happening, where all the different things are going to be happening. What time is the ceremony going to be happening? What time will the guests be arriving? What time will the, the meal be served? What's going to be happening? When do you want the dance to start? When do you want the dance to end? Make sure you get all these times and have that down and ready to go. And then finally, you want to check out the venue because you want to make sure you know the venue and know what times they're expecting things to be going on because the venue times sometimes don't coincide with the couple's times. And in this day and age, unfortunately, the venue wins 9 out of 10 times with their time being the one that you go by. So make sure you're familiar with the venue for load-in, for where you're going to set up, what type of gear you're going to need, all the different variables. Go check out the venue so you're comfortable with the venue. And then finally, you're going to be practicing. You're going to be practicing some of the things you're going to be talking about in the later part of this video. You're going to be practicing your mixing a little bit and setting up your, your music sets, what have you. But practice. Don't let that go by. You need to be comfortable in that side of it. So that way, that's one less thing that's going to be on in the back of your mind the day of your first event. So make sure you are still practicing to get ready for this event. Let's jump to the second point. Now we've done our homework, now we're going to look at the music and such. That can be more difficult when it comes to a wedding. Generally, some of the events that are, are you know, not once in a lifetime, bars happen every night or every two nights, whatever it is. So the music play is a little bit more lax in many situations. But you get to a wedding, this is a once in a lifetime thing, there's only room for so many songs, so you need to be picking the right songs or close to the right songs and mixing kind of the right songs. So to get kind of a cheat sheet put together, I would recommend if you don't have something like that, you can go check out the top 200 lists that are all over the internet. Take a look at those, that'll give you some ideas. And then I would go through and make a list of 
pulling about 20 songs from each decade, from the 50s on up, pulling about 20 songs out that are 15 fast and maybe five slow songs that could work if you ran into a crowd that loved the 60s music or if you, 70s music, what have you. You get into some, you know, get into the 70s, you've got the rock world, you've got some disco, so maybe you make two lists of, of or adding a, you know, some additional disco songs, you categorize those, but go through in advance, pick out the, some of these songs that could work on your dance floor, put them into a crate if your your music um, playback device will allow that into a crate, whatever, but make that list in advance. Be familiar with these songs because sometimes some of these songs don't start where you want them to. If there's a song that has this weird kind of funky intro and you don't want that, make sure you are prepared with those songs in advance so that way the night of you're ready to go. Also with music, I would go and make some little mini sets of maybe three to four songs. So if you're going to do a 50s, 60s set, let's call it, an oldie set, that you've got four songs that you know that, okay, if I start here, I know that this song should fit, this song should fit, and this song. And you'll find that the mini sets or sets of music are talked about, we've, Brian Red and I have talked about this on some of our shows. Be thinking that way and put some of those together, like an 80s, maybe a couple of 80s set, a couple of 50s, 60s set. Put those together in advance because that's going to help you when you get there that you know okay if I start the set here then I know I've got a couple of songs that fit or someone requested the brown eyed girl well I know that it can fit here here brown eyed girl there that kind of a thing so making your music sets in advance is a really good idea next we're going to jump into the gear first thing I would do with my gear is I would go and set everything up now I might have just done an event last weekend and such yeah I know and we, oh I've been using it every week why would I need to set it up I would go through and I would set it up and then take a look at it. Is it looking clean? Is it looking neat? Is there something I need to fix? Is there something I need to dust and clean? Or you know, there are scratches that I need to take a you know, black marker and go touch up a little bit or do some whatever. Make sure your system is all together, everything you need is there, and it's clean and, and looking very presentable for the wedding. A bar, people don't care if your speaker stand scratched up. If you're doing a wedding and it's scratched up, maybe you need to look at getting a scrim for it if you can't you know, just touch it up a little bit. But set your gear up, make sure everything is there, and once you're done with your gear, then you can put it into the vehicle that you're going to be used to hauling it, trailer, van, truck, whatever, car, you have it ready so that nothing gets moved out of the away from that and nothing gets open and a cord gets taken out everything is there packed up and ready to go for your event now with gear backup is an important thing when it comes to weddings because again it's a once in a lifetime thing and be thinking backup you know with speakers if you're using powered speakers you've got you know if one speaker goes down you still have the second speaker if you're using a, a, a Passive speaker with the amplifiers, you know, there's you've got to be thinking back of making sure you have multiple ways. If I've got a controller, it doesn't mean I have to have two controllers or two high end controllers. Maybe I have a high end controller and I have more of an entry level controller as my backup, that works. Or, okay, so I, I if my controller dies, then I can maybe go right into one of the powered speakers to survive have a plan and practice that plan. I mean, put your laptop into that powered speaker and see how loud it'll go. See what it can do before you actually have to do it. And make sure you've got your cables to do any of this emergency backup things because that's all part of your backup plan. And finally, make sure you have a backup for your microphone. Don't just count on your headphones being your backup microphone. Have the gear you need for backup and you'll have a, a greater peace of mind when you go to perform your first wedding. And the last part, this is going to be a little bit larger now, it's going to be talking about your microphone. 
when I mentioned practice up in the do your homework, this is the area which you're going to be practicing and you need to put the most time in for most of us because the microphone wasn't something we used in the club all that much, maybe a little bit. Teen dances, a little bit. This is something that at a wedding, these are expected. So what I did is I went through and kind of jotted down all the different types of announcements that a basic wedding would need in the upper Midwest. So you can go through this. If for some of you, some of these things may not be applicable. The timing might be different, but these are some of the announcements that you would need to be thinking about sketching out or, or kind of writing out what you're going to say and practicing before your first wedding. So let's get started with this list. The first announcement you probably are going to be doing is asking the guests to find their seats because we're going to be getting on with the evening. So a seating announcement type of announcement is usually what kicks off our time when we're doing weddings here in the upper Midwest. Figure out what you're going to say. Do not use the little hooks like you're going to be, you know, the ladies and gentlemen, things such as that. What you want to basically do is you want to be talking to the guests and talking, you know, kind of with the guests more than at the guests. But a seating announcement will be one of the first things you're going to do the night of a wedding. Then you're probably going to be following that up with a wedding party introduction. Wedding party introductions are kind of the way we bring the wedding party into the room for the first time as an introduced group. They've probably been in the room already and, or out in a, the cocktail area socializing, whatever they're doing, but this is kind of a formal kickoff to your evening activities. So know the names of the wedding party, sketch out what you're going to say. You don't have to do a really elaborate one where you're going to be writing sentences about each person. To start off with, just have their names. We have our bridesmaid Susie escorted by our groomsman Bob. Something simple, do it well. If you know, if you can do the last names, I've had some where they didn't want the last names done. Whatever you're going to do, make sure you know the names and how to pronounce the names, but you have it all sketched out. And also make sure when, you've, when you're doing things like this that people are in the right place at the right time. Don't just announce that you're going to do it and no one's lined up or no one's prepared. Make sure the important people are where they need to be and it's gonna make it much better. Once the wedding party has been introduced, now in our area, we can do one of two things. We can go to the blessing or we can do the first dance. Now the first dance, I kind of like having it here, so that's where I'm gonna put it on this list. But now I'll be introducing the first dance. So I need to segue from the wedding party being introduced, the bride and groom being introduced to the room. Now I'm gonna segue that to the first dance. That's an announcement I will need to make. I want to mention or talk to about the bride and groom by name. I don't want to be just talking about them you know, as the bride and groom. I can use that also in there, but I want to make sure that I'm talking about them by name. Figure out what you're going to say. Again, knowing the room and such and visualizing how this flow is going to happen is going to help tremendously. Know what you're going to say, write it down, practice, 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 so that when the night comes, it's going to be smooth and sound like it's more of a conversational thing rather than you standing in front of your clipboard reading exactly what you wrote down. After the first dance, then we're going to get into the blessing of the meal. Now that still is kind of big here in the upper Midwest. As you go around the country, it has been kind of dropped a little bit, but if you're going to have a blessing of the meal, it would have either been after the introduction, getting ready to the head table, or it would be after this first dance, getting everyone to the head table. So you introduce the person doing the blessing of the meal. Next, towards the kind of middle part of the meal, there could be the cake cutting. Now the cake cutting could have happened before the meal if the photographer needed to do something, but a lot of times it's happening kind of after they've had the first course of the meal. They run over, cut the cake, they come back and, and finish the meal. That way the cake can be cut and served to everyone. But if you're going to be introducing the cake cutting, there's, there's a lot of great information on cake cutting and how to do some of these introductions out there. Figure a basic introduction to start with. You can do the advanced stuff later. Just figure out what you're going to say, sketch it out, practice, practice, practice. So again, the day of, it's going to come out natural and smooth. 
Towards the latter part of the meal, that's when they're going to do the toast. Now the toast could be just your matron of honor, maid of honor, best man, and then your couple. It could be multiple people. This is part of that conversation when you do your homework in advance and you find out the names and what's going to happen with the couple. Now you've practiced and written down what you've, you've written it down, now you practice what you're going to say for the, the introduction of the toast, and you're going to individually introduce each person, making sure everyone's there where they need to be before you even start. Then you're going to introduce the matron of honor for her toast, or the best man for his toast, or the, the groom for his thank you, or the parents for their, the parents, uh, you know, Bob Smith, the parent of the groom, whatever, whatever you're going to be doing. Make sure you have it all figured out in advance, write it out, practice, 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 that way, again, the day of, it's going to come off much better. Next, we're going to get to the dance part of the night. And again, this is upper Midwest schedule. East Coast, West Coast is going to be different. Going to get into the dance part of the night. So in our case, what I just had done, we've had the first dance early. If not, the first dance would probably go here to kick things off with our first spotlight dance. Since it was earlier, now I'm going to do the other spotlight dances. And this could be the father-daughter dance, the mother-son dance. It could be that we're not doing those. We're going right into a wedding party dance. It might be that we're just doing like an anniversary dance to get things kicked off. But this is your next opportunity. Father-daughter dance, mention, call them by name, invite them to the dance floor for that. Mother-son, the same thing, mention by name, invite them to the dance floor, wait till they're there before you start the song, making sure again the important people are where they need to be before you start. Sketch this out again, write down what you want to say, practice, 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 can't, I can't overemphasize that enough that practicing these things is so important. Later on, you're probably going to do something like a dollar dance or a money dance if you're here in the upper Midwest. The dollar dance is a time where the people can come out and dance with the bride and groom and they pay a dollar and there's different variations of this. But find out what the couple want to do and then again, practice what you're going to be doing and announcing with this. Making sure again that you have the important people. You've got the bride out there, you've got the groom out there, you've got the best man who's going to be collecting for the bride and the matron of honor is going to be collecting from the groom. Sometimes they will flip flop and the best man will collect for the groom. Either way, it really doesn't matter overall, it can be done both ways. But again, figuring out who these people, knowing who these people are and making sure they're there before you start because you don't want to say dollar dance time and you push play on your slow song and no one's in position. Later in the evening, you're probably going to have your garter and your bouquet that need to be announced for how you're going to handle that. Jumping back, this is something you would have talked to the bride and groom about early in the process, finding out what they wanted to do. Garter is kind of fallen by the wayside. I don't see it as much at weddings. The bouquet is still pretty strong because there's some fun things you can do with that. Talk to them, find out what they would like to do, and you'll have to be making the announcement. Again, sketch out what you want to say, practice it. Then the last announcement that you could do in a kind of a basic wedding is your end of the night announcement. This would be, might be that I'm going to end at midnight and at 11.30. Again, we've got a half hour left. Then at quarter two, hey, I've got a few more songs and I want to make sure we hit this really cool song because this is Kathy, the bride's favorite song or our last song of the night. Everyone, please come on out here for Bob and Kathy. This is their favorite song and they want to share this moment with you. Whatever you're going to do, figure out what you're going to say and how you're going to kind of wind this down. This is going to be more, a little more off the cuff, but make sure you make some notes of some of the things you want to say because there's nothing worse than you finish and the your last song is done and you should be shutting down and you're like, oh wait, uh, oh, I forgot to congratulate Bob and Kathy. Or, Oh, everyone, I need to make the announcement of this or that or whatever it is. Make sure you're, you're prepared and know what you're going to say. Practice it a little bit because this is probably going to be pretty much off the cuff of how you're going to wrap up the night. And hopefully by this time you're either comfortable enough to do that or you're probably never going to do a wedding again. 
If this is your first time of watching one of our Tuesday tips, thank you for watching. Hopefully this helped you. Come back here in about a week and check the comment section down below because those experienced event, the wedding entertainers out there are going to be sharing some of the basics that you need to know in the comment section. So please come back, check that here in a week, in a month, because there's going to be some great information because you'd be amazed at some of the talented people that share on these Tuesday tip videos. And I thank you for those of you who are sharing because you guys have just put some incredible information down there because I've heard people who's like, yeah, I like the video. And there were some comments that just really, yeah, that's why we're doing this gang is to help you hopefully have a more successful first wedding experience. If you haven't checked out any of our Tuesday tips, there's a link in the description below. Go down, check out that link. You can go and check out our Tuesday tips. We've got a lot of them out there and we really just appreciate you watching. This is John Young with the Disc Jockey News and Disc Jockey News TV. Thank you for watching. If I were you, I'd hit the subscribe button before I hit the video. But don't mess things up. Wanna know why? Because I'm pissed.